0: Namaste, Namaskaram, Vanakam, Namo, Namaha, Jai Ganesha. Visit our website at classicalyoga.org. Continuing reading from The American Dream, Waking Up, a book I published in 1993. Chapter 2, Christopher Columbus. All of the quotes in here come directly from the log of Christopher Columbus, which was translated by Robert H. Fusen, and reprinted with permission from International Marine Publishing, 1987. In 1492, an allusion he did pursue in the beginning. When Christopher Columbus landed on what he believed to be the shores of India, and it's worthy to note here why so many wanted to go to India in the past. India was rich in spices necessary for preserving food, rich in textiles, rich in gems, rich in philosophy. What we see today in India is the outcome of thousands of years of invasions and pilfering right up to the present, distortion and pilfering of the once sacred Sanskrit Tamil Hindu religious disciplines of yoga, yogam. Columbus could not praise the land highly enough. He found the weather delightful and the land fertile and green. He saw thousands of different plants, fruit trees and flowers, all new to his senses. Columbus expressed his delight over the vast stretches of pines from which he noted in his journal, many fine ships could be made. Around the native villages, Columbus also marveled at the cultivated lands and the clear running water used to irrigate, as well as the wide, well-kept roads for travel. In fact, each island that Columbus landed upon seemed more marvelous than the last. From his log, quote, I told the man with me that, In order to make a report to the sovereigns of the things they saw, a thousand tongues would not be sufficient to tell it, nor my hand to write it, for it looks like an enchanted land. When Columbus landed on the island of San Salvador in the Bahamas, he and his men were greeted graciously by the native inhabitants. Columbus often remarked, quote from his log, I cannot get over the fact of how docile these people are. They have so little to give but will give it all. End quote. The natives believed that Columbus and his men came from heaven. When they saw the approaching quote unquote, gods, they rushed to pay obeisance and to offer food and drink. Thus it seems that in all these quote, Indies, unquote, Columbus encountered the kindest and gentlest people he had ever met. He could not get over their softness of their speech, their honesty, generosity, and the fact that they were always smiling. From Christopher Columbus's log, quote, I certify to your highness that no part of Castile could things be so secure, not even a shoestring was lost, quote. However, did Columbus and his men view the values of the natives as indications of an enlightened society? Let us see. Noticing the innocence and natural humility of the natives, Columbus wrote in his log that the natives would make excellent servants, and because they apparently had no religion, excellent Christians as well. Addressing his king and queen, Columbus explained how pleased he would be to capture a few, or perhaps the entire population of natives. From his log, I have great hope in our Lord, that your Highness will convert all of them to Christianity, and they will all belong to you, for I regard them as yours now." Quote. Columbus hoped that the natives would be quickly taught his language and fully indoctrinated into the Castilian customs and Christian faith. Columbus recognized that the natives were not idolaters, that they were a very meek people that seemed to know no evil. They apparently did not kill one another, hold captives, and had no weapons. Columbus was continually amazed over the fact that even a large number of the natives would run away if Columbus and his men approached them aggressively, even if they were only teasing. Yet Columbus felt compelled to see all these kind and gentle people, indeed, all the islands, converted to Christianity. From his log, Your Highness must not allow any foreigner to set foot here or trade except Catholic Christians, since it was the beginning and the end of this enterprise that it should be for the increase and the glory of the Christian religion." When Columbus landed on the isle that he named La Espanola, the Spanish, now Haiti and the Dominican Republic, he planted a cross at the harbor entrance, This he did as a sign of possessing the land and honoring Christianity. From his log, it is not my wish to bypass any island without taking possession. Although taking one, you can claim them all. Columbus was also motivated by the other G factor call it greed, gold, or green. It is the universal common denominator for many. The great motivator, and yet some have said the root of all evil. From his log, quote, I have been very attentive and have tried very hard to find out if there is any gold here. End quote. It was obvious that Columbus's motive in befriending the people and treating them respectfully quote, was not only to Christianize them, but also to find out where was the gold. From his log, quote, I believe that I am very near the source of this gold and that our Lord is about to reveal its location, quote. The Finale Columbus returned home with several captives, one of whom died en route, but not before being baptized as a Christian. Millions of Europeans followed in order to impose their will on the gentle natives. Villages were looted as the islands were scoured for gold and precious stones. The simple native agriculture and handicraft culture was destroyed along with the tropical forest to make room for the large cotton plantations to be run by slaves. The unprotected land quickly became exhausted and barren, especially in San Salvador, after which it was, of course, abandoned. Hundreds of men, women, and children were taken to Europe and sold into slavery, and with the introduction of guns, swords, and foreign diseases, the fate of these kind and gentle people, from Columbus's log, quote, so liberal in giving and so timid, that they stripped themselves of everything to give all that they have to us upon arrival, and run to bring us everything. End quote. These kind and gentle people and their pristine environment was fatally sealed. In less than three decades after Columbus set foot on San Salvador, the rape was complete and the white man ended up on top. Thus, contrary to popular myth, Columbus did not discover a new world, never came to America, actually, as such, but simply invaded an established culture. And because of his Christian beliefs, Columbus and others just could not see past themselves. They failed to recognize the harmony that the natives maintained among themselves, and the land as an indication of their inherent wisdom. Unfortunately for them, the natives' belief system seemed to cause them to trust unreservedly. They were in awe and even fear of these new quote, gods, unquote, come to earth. While Columbus and his men, indeed all of Europe, suffered from their own illusions of their god come to earth, deluded by perverted beliefs of superiority and rightness, Today, though many Americans celebrate Columbus's voyage with joy and admiration, and indeed the skill and courage of Columbus and his crew is laudable, there are many others who look on his mission as tantamount to a Holocaust. These people would not see a righteous, religiously justified mission, but rather an arrogant effort to claim, possess, and exploit. In the subsequent centuries following 1492, one can trace the same pattern repeated again and again against other native inhabitants of the Americas, against the black race, against women of any color, against the land, against the animals, an extremely narrow view of life based on getting and excluding rather than on giving and including. End of chapter 2. Stay tuned for chapter 3, Native Americans.